this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should probably find out what Anchor is because Anchor is a free way to host your podcasts. It also gives you creation tools like the ability to record yourself, record with other people, edit as well, and do it from your phone or your computer. You don't need to go buy fancy tools to start. You can start with Anchor. And you can hit the nice distribute button, and it's going to send it out to all the places you want it to be, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. In addition to that, you can make money from your podcast with no basic listenership. In other words, if you only have 10 people because you're just starting, you can still monetize that. It's really hard to find a better place to start. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on the crazy podcast journey. Operation Vacu Suck with the giant yes. statue, statue yeah. of Liberty maze robot turned into Maid. Mega Maid. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I said maze. What a dumbass! God, what an amazing movie that is. Well, yeah. Well, I mean that was, that guy was like Trump before Trump. <laughs> is it is it streaming anywhere? Do you know if Spaceballs or anything? Spaceballs I don't know. Related? It should I be. Know. I I don't know. You know what I've been I've, I've started to do. I don't do it very often, but. There are some movies, you know, like Spaceballs or Pulp Fiction, just certain movies where you're like, I never want to be in a place where I don't have that movie. Yeah. I hear so you. I'll just buy them on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like trying to, I think at one point, you know, it's like, oh, build the biggest catalog. Just build the stuff where you're like, there's certain movies that I need to be able to see when I want to see them. The rest of them, you know, if they're available, I'll watch them. If they're not, I'll live. You know what movie hits that list for me for some stupid reason? And it's not even a movie you would expect considering like how how pretentiously artsy I am about film. Die Hard. Mm, yeah, you talk about Die Hard a lot. I, I think I you like movie. Die Hard a lot more than I do. Dude, I love that movie. It's, such, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the movie that defined a genre. You talk about Die Hard the way that um, some people talk about Heat. And both of which I'm like, well, I enjoyed them, but I don't care if I ever see either of those movies again. Yeah, but Die Hard, Die Hard was the movie that defined the movies that would end up being like Heat. You know what I mean? See, I, I, th- I think that you're forgetting that Death Wish existed before that. Yeah, but Death Wish is a very different movie. You know, it, was, it wasn't the, the hero's journey in the same way that Die Hard was. Oh, shit. Who was I listening to? There's a 60% chance this was on Joe Rogan. As almost always, when I say I heard something the other day and I can't remember where it was, mm-hmm. somebody was talking about um, Death Wish, you know, because Bruce Willis just did a remake of it, mm-hmm. um, which is probably just like a giant commercial for the NRA. But um, basically, they were talking about like you can't remake Death Wish because yeah. De- Death Wish was like this morally complex movie in the sense that like when he kills people in the movie, mm-hmm. like he he looks fucked up, like he's yeah. not. 
he's not like this vicious event and in the sequels they made him into like this vicious avenging angel but in the first one like he's a normal dude and like the first person he kills like he looks like he's about to shit himself when he does it absolutely and that you might be right me in the sense that that movie had a moral conscience that die hard doesn't exactly die hard's just like they're the bad guys kill the bad guys no, Die Hard is definitely a a, a very caper based movie. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's also very Western. Yeah, it's it's fully Western, absolutely. And and considering well, and if it's fully Western, then it's fully Kurosawa. Um, so the 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 archetype of the hero that as we understand him, like the Joseph Campbell type, you know, introduction in the story, the point of no return, the the hero's journey as we understand it is so clearly laid out in Die Hard <laughs> that I use it as kind of my way of defining that formula. Um, and so in many ways, it's, it's the movie that, that creates the genre um, and creates the hero's journey as we, we currently understand it in modern cinema. Yeah, which is like this morally ambiguous, you know, like the, the, hero, the hero doesn't have regret. You know, like uh, Liam Neeson and Taken and Liam Neeson and the other movie where he plays a badass. They kill the bad guys and they don't feel anything. Rambo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and th- that's another thing I think um, I heard. It might have been the same program. Yeah, they were talking about Rambo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Rambo, you know, it's like this movie about, uh, you know, kill the commies and all this. And I'm like, oh, this is not that you guys are thinking of the second movie. Yeah, that's entirely not like the first one's. The first one's about PTSD and mental illness. Yes, and it's not called Rambo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called, called First, first Blood. Blood. Yeah, yep. um, and yeah, that movie is about coming home from Vietnam and being fucked up, and then finding out all of your friends are fucking dead. You know, the, the yeah. ones that survived. The whole movie starts with him coming to visit uh, War Buddy and finding yep. out the guys died of cancer. Yep, and then he has a run-in with a fascist cop. Brian Dennehy and he retreats to the woods to get away yep. because he's still fucked up. You know, the way that uh, people with PTSD, especially after Vietnam retreated to homelessness mm-hmm. and hides, but they keep coming after him. So like that whole movie is not about revenge. That movie is about actually not wanting to be violent, but being forced into it. Yeah, it's about survival, surely, surely, and and survival not just in in a physical way, but in a mental way too, as well. That's why they that's why they fucked up that movie with those sequels because they made it completely different. I, I feel the same way about Terminator. Not that Terminator Two wasn't a good movie, but it really has zero to do with the first Terminator. Sure, the first Terminator is a completely it's a movie. It's a horror movie. Sure. Yeah, it's a horror. Thr- it's it's a horror thriller movie for sure. Yeah, and it's about the the fear of technology. Now mm-hmm. they carry some of that into the later ones, but they become action movies, mm-hmm. and that was not distinctly not an action movie. You know, do you remember the scene where like he's going through the apartment with that laser light on his gun, and it's oh, yeah. just it's all dark, it's all mm-hmm. black, and all you see is that laser light sweeping across the room. It was one of the creepiest scenes ever. Yeah, sure. And that, I mean, Schwarzenegger is probably one of his best roles because it's one of the few times he played a villain other than Mr. Freeze. Ugh, that doesn't even count. <laughs> that movie should just be erased. Dude, Clooney still apologizes for that movie. I love it. You know what, though? I, I, it didn't do anything to his reputation. I think he has probably one of the most stellar reputations. I don't mean on a personal level or anything like that. I mean, just what he's done in the business 
everybody has the most respect for him, I think. Well, plus the, the movie, the pet projects he takes on, the philanthropy, like all the stuff that he produces, uh, you know, and I don't know Clooney at all, so I, I can't speak to this with any real accuracy other than the things that I've seen, but he seems like the kind of guy who just green lights really, really good projects. Like Good Night and Good Luck is still one of my favorite movies of all time. And that's 100% Clooney, like from top to bottom, that's Clooney. Yeah, he just seems like a solid, stable dude is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it helps that he got into show business super, super late and got his ass kicked before that. Well, no, he got into it early. He just didn't succeed for a really yeah, long time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, He was <laughs> on the Golden point. Girls in the 80s. Yeah, good point. Playing yeah, he, like a young cop. Yeah, he played bit crappy parts for him. Well, not crappy parts, but he played small parts for a really long time before he finally got his break on ER. Yeah, I don't actually know. It might not be the same episode, but there's another episode of Golden Girls where Quentin Tarantino's in there. Before Speak, he had done anything. Speaking of things that you bring up or that we bring up quite a bit, you bring up Golden Girls so often. <laughs> it's a huge part of my, my upbringing. So maybe I've never explained this before. First of all, I'm half Sicilian. So, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm half Sicilian. Okay. So like all the Sicily jokes, I kind of get those because I have relatives that uh, talk about stuff like that. Or mm. had. You know, most of them are dead now. But sure. I had my, my grandmother's sister had a was like personality wise an 80 percent match to sophia on that show mm. she she was a when i was a kid she bought me like this little it was like this looked like the little green is about the size size of my fist it was like a little green head but it had feet attached to the bottom you know it's like a toy and it had this little green thing flapped out when you squeeze it it made farts <laughs> And she was, and I mean, she was like in her 60s, she would have like, she was the person who put whoopee cushion underneath her chair and then invite a friend over and then just slowly lean on the whoopee cushion and play it out like it was real. Oh, man. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so like there's, there's a lot of that. And plus my family all watched that show when it was on because of that, even though it was ironically enough, it, or not ironically, funny enough the two women playing the Sicilians in that show were actually Jewish. Yeah. But that, that show had a lot of, you know, it was like the one show when I was younger that I could share with multi-generations, my grandparents' generation, my mother's generation, my generation. Yeah. So that's why it comes up a lot. And I watch it a lot because it's like, it's like one of my safe shows. Uh, I gotcha. I don't have a, I don't have a safe show anymore. Hmm. I just like, I guess maybe what I mean by safe show, different than soft shows, but safe shows, just like, this is something no matter what, when I put on, be like, eh, I enjoy this. Sure. You know, like a, a friends would be one like that. It's not like, I'm not going to be like, it's the best thing ever. But if you put it on, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to laugh. Yeah. I never felt that way about friends. Excuse me. I have water in my mouth. <laughs> I just left you hanging there. No, it's fine. I feel like there's a whole generation of shows that I completely glossed over, though, during that period of my life. Well, I didn't come to Friends until seven years ago, six or seven years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I never watched Friends while it was actually physically on TV. Yeah, me neither. And, the, uh, and I don't think I got it I mean, I, uh, until I went through the whole thing once. And the first time what, what got me through that show wasn't necessarily that I really, like... You know, like the whole romance thing, you know, the whole Ross Rachel thing. I fucking hate that shit just because it's, it's stupid. Like they're together, they're apart, they're together. It's annoying. It's yeah. frustrating. Sure. But like the two things that got me through that show the first time were, what's her name that plays Phoebe? Uh, uh, I, always, uh, I always blank on her name. 
Um, Lisa she, Kudrow. Thank you. She's fucking hilarious. So that got me through the show. And then uh, I've, since I was like a little kid, been in love with Courtney Cox. So mm. I, could, I could just watch her walk around the room and talk about, you know, uh, what she did at work today and be like, this is a good show. <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do have my, my, my safe shows too, but they're harder to find now. Like, cause they're older. Like mm-hmm. I used to be really into cheers. Um, and I loved night court. Night court was like my favorite I knew show. You were of all gonna time. Say night court. I really? I, I knew it. Anytime uh, somebody says something about this type of thing and they say, but you can't really find it. Night court is usually one of the first ones to come out. I still don't understand why night court and three's company are not available for streaming. Uh, three's company is one of those too. You make a fucking fortune off of both of those shows because oh, they're so good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Cheers you can find. You can find Cheers. I think it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Like those type of things. Those are the type of things you need to buy. Yeah, whatever show, whatever whatever service ends up getting Three's Company gets my money. And you know, um, one thing you know, like I I love streaming in a lot of ways, but streaming has ruined a few things. Um, one thing that it ruined was uh, marathons. Remember like a show that you liked, they do a TV marathon and you would like, for example, the one I'm thinking of is the New Year's Day Twilight Zone Marathon. Mm. Every year I used to buckle down on New Year's and try to get as many episodes of Twilight Zone in as I could. But then now that it's available all the time, I went through it once. I don't rewatch the Twilight Zone, but I used to. And it's, it's maybe just, you know, it's that ungratefulness where it's like, well, now that it's available all the time, it doesn't matter as much. I feel like for me, it's because my expectations of TV are different now. Um, there are so many shows that... And I'm sure that shows meant something. Or, or not that they meant something. But I, I'm sure that TV was was just as as epic or well-written or, or whatever it is in whatever generation prior to. But I feel like I identify with this generation's, of t, this generation's TV much more. Um, and so the shows that I watch, like all the HBO shows and stuff like that, definitely strike a more a more present chord for me in their emotional weight. Yeah, and I say I'm I'm far less tied to current TV. I could care less about 90 per, no more than 90%. 95% of the stuff that's on the air now. I usually go back and watch old stuff. By the yeah. way, I finally can I started watching now that it's available on streaming Veronica Mars. Oh yeah. <laughs> I understand why everybody loves Kristen Bell now. She's yep. so good in that show. Yeah, she's amazing in that show. Yeah, I I mean I yeah, yesterday was the fourth of July. We're recording this on July fifth. So yesterday, I didn't go to barbecues or anything. I don't drink, so I got no reason to go to a barbecue. So I I sat down and I watched pretty much the entire first season of Veronica Mars in one day. Wow. Yeah, it's like I still got to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that show in a while. I loved that show when it was on, though. It's coming back, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard. I hope I hope they do it well. I mean, Kristen Bell's a big part of of the new series, so I hope that they stay true to a lot of what made that first series great. So I'm I'm curious as to what what's going to come out of it. She's pretty selective about the stuff that I mean. She's not really involved in a lot of garbage. You know, yeah, you that's look true. at like uh, I have so much respect for the Good Place that they're ending after this season. I think yeah, that's a, that, that's a brave show in many ways, actually. It's it's their I think it's their fourth season will be the final season. And cause, yeah, because they already recorded season three. I just haven't seen it yet. Yep. And they said the reason they're doing it is because if they continue, they'd just be repeating. They don't want to repeat. I yeah. love that. Like, oh, cool. Awesome. So go on and do something else. Maybe you could all do something together. You know, like nothing. 
that's 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 what I know you hate this show, but that's the one thing that I love about the idea of American Horror Story mm. is that they can't repeat themselves because they change it every fucking season. Sure, I hate that show still. It's such a brilliant concept, though. It was it's like, a great, it's a great concept, sure. Recycling but I mean, cast, recycling writers. Just yeah, I mean, the croissants are a brilliant concept, but I, there are plenty of people who fuck those up too. Yeah, I don't know. Oh I've, God, I, I hate that show so I love much. That show. <laughs> I wouldn't say I love it. I, I'm, 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 I'm actually weirdly shocked that you like that show. I mean, it's it's got so many problems, um, mm-hmm. and from season to season, I know that they change it and it, it allows it room to breathe and grow and evolve. But like, it's the same ensemble, same group of writers and everything. But it, the writing, the dialogue is so can to me. Like, I can't deal with it. The second season was what made it for me. That just. Jessica Lang in the second season made that show for me forever. Mm. She is at that as that evil, evil. Was she a nurse? Yeah, she was a nurse uh, in the in the asylum. No, she was a nun. Right? I don't remember. She man. was a nun and a nurse. It's been a long time since I saw it. But she was so good that everything else, I don't know. Like uh, it just worked for me. So I I will always be loyal to that show. I can't. You know, do I haven't it. watched it since season three. Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, I I fought my way through season one. I saw some season two. Watched a significant portion of season three and just could not handle it. Season three is not the one to judge that show by. If you didn't finish season two, then you don't know the best of that show. Because season two, you have to get all the way to the end. Because season two is fucking weird and it goes so many crazy places: aliens, Nazis, all of this crazy shit but the way that it wraps around at the end is dare i say it brilliant maybe maybe i'll give it a shot again purely because of you but i mean if i were left to my own devices i would never even try to watch that show again it's just i don't know it's if you haven't got to the end if you didn't see that whole sweep of that second season then you, i don't i'm not i don't think that you can compare to my experience because my it, the my main experience is based on the entirety of that season. Mm, so, I see. Um, it's possible that if I only saw the pieces that you saw, maybe I'd feel the same way you do. Yeah, season three, season three was kind of my entry point, and I think that probably left a bad taste in my mouth for pretty much everything else. That's the weakest of those three seasons. Oh man, yeah, season three was so painful. Like I it was just the, the worst. One is fantastic. And yeah, shows the hotel one. I haven't got there yet. So many things stacked up, just don't have the time. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't even watch TV much at all anymore, and it's not even by choice. I wish I had time to watch TV, but I'm I'm so busy these days. Fifty percent of the stuff I watch now is either old boxing matches or old baseball games. Huh? I just put them on, and I don't have any sound on, and then I listen to a podcast. It's a beautiful thing. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I pay five dollars a month now for ESPN just to be able to watch the old stuff. Jeez! Wow. So I, you know, think about it. It was like, oh, boxing. You want to watch boxing? I want to see Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Sure. True. Good point. I want to see, like I put up on the, the Instagram, I want to see Hagler and Hearns. Oh my God, that fight is amazing. Yeah. That fight is literally a brawl. This, you know, like a, one of the things I hate about boxing is uh, when they hang on each other. Yeah. Like, okay, this is really boring. You're just hanging on each other. I know it's because they're exhausted or whatever, but that Hagler Hearns, that happens like so little. It's like maybe, maybe 10 times the whole, they only go three rounds. 
happens like 10 times. The rest of the time, they're fucking, they're not even like playing like uh, artful boxing. They're literally slugging at each other for three rounds, like throwing haymakers. Yeah, you can, miss- tell, you can tell those two dudes don't like each other. <laughs> oh my God. And it's crazy because Hagler was, he's like a, a, you know, he moved his head a lot, but he stays in place. He's planted. And Hearns was like popping around and jumping and dancing and, and he's got a longer reach. So he's like trying to attack from a distance. So it's totally two different fighting styles. And you're like, okay, so what's going to win here? Speed or strength? Mm-hmm. In the end, strength knocks Hearns on his ass. <laughs> and it's really cool to watch that. I mean, not to watch people get beat, but just to watch, like, you know, they call it the, what do they call it? The gentle art? Is that the, what they used to call boxing? I don't know. You can really start to see the, when you watch old boxing matches, you can really see the art. Plus, you can see some weird shit. Like when Hearns is coming into the, the round, you see all the guys around him. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was his thing, but most of these guys are wearing like light gray tuxedos with, Corsages, so they look like groomsmen for a fucking wedding. It's really weird. And then there's like one guy, and I'm like, is that like a skinny heavy D? <laughs> what would you call him? Just D? Skinny D? <laughs> yeah, medium weight D. Ah, uh, so it's just because he had like the glasses, the same fade haircut. Yeah, yeah. It could have been him. Who knows? You know, maybe he got heavier when he got famous. Who knows? But yeah, it's fascinating to watch that stuff. But then. I don't really care about the announcing. You know, I'm not trying to like learn something. I'm just sure. watching it. So then I'll put on podcasts and just like listen to, you know, Sam Harris talk to some dude about well, it was like this one. Some this week was like some medical thing. How can you do both? That seems really distracting. How how can you not? You listen to you watch and listen to things all the time. What do you mean? Yeah, but they usually correlate with each other. I don't know. It just <laughs> And they don't connect. I don't know. I'm just watching something move and hearing something that has nothing to do with movement. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's me. weird. Like, I, I feel like it would bother me. I'll try it just for the sake of it, but I feel like that would, would inherently bother me somehow. Think about when you watch things, uh, when you watch like montages, you're watching action, but you're not hearing the sound of that action. You're hearing yeah. music. Yeah, it's true. They're not correlated. I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I, still, I, still don't think that, I still don't think I could do it. Yeah, it's a great way to do two things at once, but like not, and it's not taxing for me. It's really relaxing. Mm, interesting. I'll probably do that after this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, what I was thinking about? Um, something, you know, I've, I've been stuck on that. Um, you know, I get these little snags, mental snags, where I keep thinking about a certain thing. And the one thing I keep thinking about is that line in the description about doing things better, finding a way to do things better. You know what we don't do on the show often enough? I could say like a hundred things. What? Recommendations. Oh, true. Like, and, and you know, like it could be like product recommendations, movie recommendations, stuff like that. We don't do that often enough. I think that like we should incorporate more recommendations in because I, I feel like it's something that we would do in person. Like, you know, hey, it, check this out. I just found, you know, like a, the flea spray that I bought for the dog. Like, hey, this, this shit's really good. If you got a flea problem, get this stuff and there's no pesticides in it. 